You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Get to preach revivals, get to preach around the country, and still preach in mission conferences and, and revivals. And just about a month ago, we, were, we met this new preacher in uh, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Kevin Cavanaugh, in a new church. They was very, very active and soul winning, knocking on doors, and it was a blessing to be there. And so, uh, but it's not everywhere we go. Are you listening? It's not everywhere we go that you find a church like you're in this morning. And it's not everywhere we go where I could tell the preacher and the people that, yeah, we, we wouldn't mind living here. We'd be in this church and wouldn't have any problem at all. Of course, uh, I've known your pastor for some time, and I know what he was in the beginning, and I know what he still is, so we wouldn't have any trouble joining this church, wouldn't at all. And if you're not a member here yet and you're just visiting, why, you don't need to look any further. Just go ahead and join up. I said just go ahead and join up. Say amen right there. But anyway, uh, how many of you have heard of the Fellowship Track League before you've seen that sign out there? Oh, not too many. So Fellowship Track League is under the roof of an independent, fundamental Baptist church in Lebanon, Ohio. We visited the church uh, way back in 1993, and we've been affiliated with them ever since. And never dreamed I'd be the pastor there, but I did pastor the church between 2007 and 2013 as the pastor got sick and had to resign. Anyway, uh, the rest of the time we've been on the road in evangelism. And we went back to that when I uh, suggested the people that my associate wanted to be, be a pastor somewhere. I said, you can just well be a pastor here. And so he worked under me for six years, and now, now he's been my pastor for seven years or thereabouts, and we still love each other. And that's the way it ought to be. Yes, sir. Anyway, uh, I preach much about the power of the Word of God. I'll just uh, flip we this one. Okay, so I push this out of the road. I'll leave it right there. Okay, this one is on so you can hear me all right. So I preached much about the power of the Word of God even before I became affiliated with the Fellowship Track League. And so you can be turning your Bibles to Romans 10, 17. The preacher mentioned it in his Sunday school hour, but I want to launch off from that one and uh, talk about the importance of the Word of God, the significance of the Word of God, and just follow up on uh, uh, right behind. Uh, we're kind of tag-teaming tag teaming what we're doing, preacher. But uh, I do believe that maybe there's some of you here today that's not real strong on the inerrant, infallible, inspired, preserved Word of God. That's the King James Bible for the English-speaking people. And anyway, when my wife worked in the office the years that I uh, was pastoring, we had people order tracks, and uh, there's, there's four, guy, four, guy, four gals that answer the phone. And my wife answered the phone one day, and they ordered some tracks, and he said, oh, by the way, we want them tracks in NIV. And she says, uh, I'm sorry, we only print the Word of God. <laughs> and that's the King James Bible. Right, presently, we have 90 different English tracts. And we're printing, I can, that's good we can remember that, that figure, 90. We have 90 different English tracts. We got about 45 different Spanish tracts. And then in about 90 different languages. And many of the languages, we have, you know, up to a half a dozen different ones. But the letters keep coming back. I'm going to read you a few in a little bit. The letters keep coming back from all over the world. 
of people that were influenced to salvation by the word of God. See, God's word says faith cometh by hearing. Y'all got Romans 10, 17. You looked at it already. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And uh, Matthew says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will not. So in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Jesus is God. He was in the beginning with God. So, and he said in the beginning was the word. He put such an emphasis on the word of God that in order for you to be saved, you need to hear the word of God. Now, did that say a preacher? No, I think that's one of the best ways of a preacher preaching the word of God or a Sunday school class or a mother and daddy teaching their children. But so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Many people never have any other opportunity other than reading a gospel tract. And uh, one of the first ones I want to share with you, if I can open it up and, and touch the right one at the right time here. But uh, this man, this man got a gospel track, and he was so excited about it that he went, I'll just read it to you. He's, his name was Lamech Nawawala from Zambia, Malawi, Central Africa. Dear brothers in Christ, my name is Lamech Nawawala. One day when I was walking along the road, I found your track laid on the road. So a gospel track that was printed in Lebanon, Ohio, laying on the road in Africa. And Lamech finds that gospel track. And just to save time, he didn't know anything about the Bible. He just believed there was a God. And that's what many of them write to us. They believe there's a God. And he says, when I took it up and read it, I got interested with it. The title of the gospel track said, God says, please do not go to hell. Since that time, I surrendered my life to God. Then I went with that track to eight friends of mine and shared it with them. He didn't let them have it. He shared it with them. And he said, after they read the track, they too accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. So there's nine people that they wrote a letter and told us about. Nine people. They got saved from one gospel track that was laying on the road in Africa. We get letters like that from all over the world every day. You say every day? Yes, when Mary worked in the office, she called my attention and called me over to her office. And she said, look here. And she showed me a track that came from, was it India? And how many signatures on it? Nine signatures on the back of that gospel track. So do we really believe that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Even someone that doesn't know anything about church, know anything about God, but the power of the word of God is underestimated. You you add that to your presentation. It's underestimated. When you think about the power of the word of God and how lives are changed, so I want to share with you a few thoughts that the Lord gave me years ago about the significance of the Word of God. I, use this, I did use this outline, but it's been upgraded. You know what I mean? I, I, never, I never ever believed in evolution. <laughs> but my, no, my, sometimes, as you're an evangelist, my messages have evolved. You know, anyway, I'll stop. I'm going to shut up right there. But anyway, God's Word, the power of the Word of God. Significance of the Word of God. Number one, then, are you listening? A small portion of the Word of God far many times, is underestimated. How much Bible did it take for you to be saved? Many times we forget what the message was all about. You heard the Word of God, 
And faith does come by, come by hearing, hearing by the word of God, but many times you forget exactly where it was at. And it may have been just a few verses. That's why I do believe that God called me to a ministry that I was one and all four long before I knew that the Fellowship Baptist, Fellowship Track League was under the roof of Fellowship Baptist Church, an independent fundamental Baptist church in Lebanon, Ohio. Anyway, so that's why we were excited about the Fellowship Track League is because it was under the roof of an independent fundamental Baptist church. Now, I happen to have one here that you all need to hear this one. This one, too, comes from Africa, Nigeria. Sir, I greet all of you and thank you for this track, all this I did for thee. The track, all this I did for thee, is the one that's printed in about close to 90% of the, of, the, of the languages. I never liked it because it's a horrible, gory-looking picture of Jesus on the cross. And I thought, that's Catholic. You know, Jesus is not on the cross. But that's the one that comes back to us the most, where people sign on the back that they trusted Jesus as their Savior. So I thought, well... If God can use that, well, that's fine. Listen to this. I thank you for this track, all this I did for thee. I now believe in Jesus, and I want him to be my Lord and Savior. I now know this through this track from a missionary who gave it to me from Fellowship Track League. I want to know more about the Lord Jesus. Please send to me more tracks and Christian books. Thank you for your good works. Sincerely, Muhammad Bello. He calls himself Intercessor for All Men, Lazos, Nigeria. Then he has a P.S. Do you want to hear that as well? He says, I was a Muslim, but I'm now a Christian. Led to the Lord by a gospel track. A few verses in the Word of God changed that man's life. And if we really would be excited about the Word of God in our churches, in our independent fundamental Baptist churches across America... There ain't no telling. We just better be praying God send a revival. And in so praying God send a revival, and by the way, we ought to add to that prayer, Lord, stop abortions. By the way, how many of us pray that every day? Send revival in America. And Lord, please stop the abortion. How can we get so quiet then, preacher? Yeah. If we aren't challenged to serve God to our greater capacity, and he challenged you to memorize the scripture, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is what? So that's why God's called me to do what I'm doing. Remind us of the significance of the word of God. We had B. Isaac come to visit us at the Fellowship Track League. This is while I was pastoring. He said to me with tears in his eyes, and some of the people said, well, how can that fellow come from India, and it costs so much to fly over here? How can he? he has started hundreds of churches. Are you listening? He has received, by way of sea containers from the Fellowship Track League, over five containers and 10 million. That's over 50 million tracks. Brother, they're all gone. Can you send us more? And he says, how come in America, churches we go to, by the way, he, he's able to do it because dozens and dozens, I don't know, if not hundreds of the churches helped him pay his fare to come to the Fellowship Track League and tell us of the significance of the gospel track. Brother, they work. 
And he was so sincere, and tears in his eyes, he says, how come in independent Baptist churches in America, they're not excited about the Word of God? We get so excited when you send us the tracts that we get to carry a portion of the Word of God in our pockets, ready all the time to give it to someone who needs to be saved. I said, brother, that's the way it is all across America. And it's sad, some of them, some of them churches are used to wozers. They used to do it. You'd be surprised how many people come up to me and say, I used to do that. When he was at this church in, in Pennsylvania, Kevin Kavanaugh, I just, he didn't even go to college. He was trained by the pastor, and the pastor had been to college. And he says, we just believe that there's lost people out there, and they need to be saved. We're just going to focus on that one thing. Anyway, I was telling him about, I said, even in this church, a lot of your practices are just like the Catholic. I didn't know until afterwards one guy was just burning in the back, in the back pew. He's upset at me. He thought, where are you going with that? How dare you call us, compare us to the Catholic? I said, well, we've traveled all across America. I'm a senior saint. And I said, we see it wherever we go. And the old-fashioned churches that still got visitation, still got bus route, and still got Saturday calling and Thursday night call, that kind of thing, says so there's many that are doing it just like the Catholics are going to their mass, just like they're doing God a favor. And our independent Baptist churches, they think they're doing God a favor by showing up for visitation, and they don't carry a track or witness any of the other time but that one hour per week somewhere. And that fellow come up to me afterwards, and he's, he apologized. He's red in the face yet. He said, I need to apologize. He said, I got mad at you when you compared many of the people in our independent Baptist churches to Catholics. He says, we think we're doing God a favor just being church. And then doing God a favor by being, going out on visitation. And the rest of the time, we don't carry no tracks. We don't witness. The doors are open. How many passed the gospel track this morning? How many may have had opportunity? You say, well, I don't think so. Well, when you're in a motel, we have opportunity. By the way, I got to see that gal again several times. And, the, and did I tell you that she asked me to pray for somebody? Yes, sir. Uh, anyway, what was, their, what was the people's name they were with here at the Lily. church? Lily. Are they still here? They're here. They're on vacation. Okay. Anyway, uh, I witnessed to her and gave her a gospel tract. We came there, and both, both the gals behind her. But anyway, she... Uh, professes to be saved, she visited this church two months ago. And anyway, she, every time I come walk through there, you know, forget something out of the car, she stopped me and had to talk to me about something. And anyway, uh, she says, would you say a prayer for, and then she named the name, Kim, Kim was her name, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, she wanted me to pray for Kim. She says uh, her father was just placed into the hospital. And uh, I says, well, you know, I might forget to mention that. I says, I'll just pray for you right now. So the other gal was right there. And they wasn't looking for that. I just stood right there in front of the counter. And there's other people around. I just start praying. I said, your will can be accomplished in their lives. And if you grant grace. And then about half an hour later, I come back through. And she says, that man passed away. But thank you for praying. 
So listen, there is opportunity. Are you listening? There is opportunity. If we would realize the significance of a gospel tract and realize that lost people are going to hell all around us, do we care? I just said to Mary this morning when fella got off the elevator, I, she held the door and I followed him up and I said, say, have you ever met a preacher from South Dakota? No, I haven't. I said, well, here's a souvenir from South Dakota. I know I'm here right now, but here's a souvenir. I said, I live in Ohio now. But anyway, I, I said to her later on, I said, you know, all the letters we get back, a certain amount of them are people like that. I don't want to miss them. I eat it. I sleep it. I breathe it all the time. Why? Because God's called me to do it. Our friend, Brother Jones, he says, I can never, never forget meeting you. He says, you had a bulging pocket full of tracks when I met you. He says, every time I've seen you since, you have tracks on you. I uh, ask this question many times when we're on the road. I ain't getting to my outline, but that's all right. I ask, how many of you regularly carry gospel tracks? I didn't ask you to raise your hand. But God bless you. God bless you for raising your hand. By the way, I wanted to ask you something. You know the difference between a fiddle and a violin? I bet you'd know, would you? Fiddle has a red neck. I don't know many jokes, but that was an easy one. And then I do, I do know a blonde joke, but I'm there to tell that one. Where was I? The power and the presence of the Word of God ought to be first and foremost in all of our lives. Not just on Sunday, not just maybe if you have a bus route, or maybe if you uh, have visitation, but all the time, everywhere we go, there's opportunities. Mary and I was, you know the Rochesters, don't you? Yes, uh, uh, have the Rochester family been here? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, the whole family? Yes, sir. And uh, also Branch and Brady? Yeah, Brady comes every year, but big family just comes once a year. Okay, but, but Brady comes, okay. Uh, you know what Brady and Angel call us? They're Western mom and dad. <laughs> anyway, we've known them for years. Anyway, we were, uh, we were in a meeting together in Texas. I think it was Lubbock, Texas. And anyway, uh, we get thanks from the kids. When we're there, we babysit their mom and dad. We take care of them joy out. And now they're getting pretty slow. So, you know what I mean? But anyway, we went together to this restaurant. And while we were sitting there eating, it was when Ryan's was still open, you know? Uh, buffet restaurant. And while we were there, three Mexicans came in and sat next to us. And I looked at Mary and I says, yeah, I've got, got these with me. I carry these with me as well. If you want to pass gospel tracts and don't think you can talk, just get some of these. Yeah. You don't need to talk. They're, they're, they don't, most of the time don't understand you anyway. So I got the, gospel, I got the Spanish tracts out. And I walked to these three fellas at the booth sitting next to us, and I said, Dios la bendiga. Anybody speak Spanish? What did I say? God bless you. God bless you. And then they said, igualmente. What's that? You too. You too. Same to you. And anyway, uh, I said, oh, you, uh, you speak English? Um, poquito. What's that? A little bit. A little bit. Anyway, uh, I started witnessing to them, and the two said, no English. But the one could speak a little English, so I witnessed to him. And uh, so I gave him one of our tracks in English. 
But I also gave all three a gospel track in Spanish. All three different ones. And while we were eating, every once in a while, Harold and Joyce, they looked, looked over there, all, all three of them, were reading all three of the gospel tracks. One would get done, and they wait for the other one to get done until all three had read the gospel track in Spanish. And the one that could speak English poquito, I went back to the food bar, because that's normal for Baptists, right? So I went back to the food bar, and the one that could speak a little English, he grabbed me by the arm. I thought he was going to cry. He was just so serious. He says, Preacher, would you pray with me? I don't want to go to hell. The significance and the power of the Word of God. That's main thrust. But hopefully you remember. And maybe some of you that don't usually carry a gospel tract, we have 2,500 back there that we're going to leave here for you and for all of you. And uh, hopefully they'll lay around and you'll have to put your name, stamp your name on it and realize that somebody, somebody is going to word, read the Word of God. And they, the next one that comes to us could come from, where am I at? Elk Point, South Dakota. <laughs> we were in Maine, uh, what, six months ago? Todd Bell has started seven churches in Maine. All seven churches have pastors. He started all, he's a church planner like you. Started seven churches in Maine. We were there at his church at a mission conference. And uh, anyway, I forgot what I was going to say. What am I going to say, Mary? You know where I was going? Well, it'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, you ever have that when you're preaching? Your mind just goes blank. <laughs> I'm telling you, you think that's funny, but boy, you're in a big, high, high steeple, fancy people kind of church, and your mind goes blank. But anyway, uh, it'll come to me. Anyway, I'll tell you this. While we were there, he says, I want you and Mary to go along. I got to go preach at a preacher fellowship tomorrow. I want you to go with me. I said, oh, we'd be glad to. I said, where's it at? He says, it's down in, uh, what was that? New Hampshire. Here we are, way up in Maine. It's down in New Hampshire. I said, well, that's several hours away. No, we're going to fly, he says. He said, Those seven churches he started, he flew up to the areas in Maine and started them. And so we flew with him. And he preached, and Mary and I sang at a preacher fellowship and still made it back to the mission conference that night at his church. Anyway, so when you're called to preach and you obey the Lord, then he allows you to do things like that. Yeah. Amen. By the way, I was the last preacher. Of course, I don't, most of you are young. You don't even know who Lester Roloff is. Anybody know who Lester Roloff is? Yeah. See, all the ones that raised their hand got gray hair. <laughs> I was the last preacher to fly with Lester Roloff. He hunted pheasants in South Dakota in 1982. And before uh, we delivered the pheasants to Corpus, before we got back, why well, he went down with the airplane. But anyway, uh, my mind went blank, so uh, I'll have to tell you more about Todd Bell. Uh, you can't think of what it was either. So you say, you shouldn't be that, you shouldn't be that, uh, what's the word? So unprofessional, so just laid back. Well, that's the only way I know how to be. I'm just a farm boy. I said it in our church not, not long ago. I said, I'm just a dumb farm boy from South Dakota that God called to preach. And well, one lady got mad. She said, don't you ever call yourself dumb. I said, well, I, I am kind of dumb. But God, I, know that, I know that God called me to preach. And I know that I'm in the center of his will, Amen. doing what he wants us to do today. So the significance of the word of God, 
I'll give you the thoughts the Lord gave me. Number one, it's powerful. If we really, really realize the privilege we have to carry portions of the Word of God, it's time to quit right here. <laughs> if we really, really realize the importance of the Word of God, the significance, and people's lives are changing, you'd get some tracks. We was in a church in Florida sometime back, and I preached along these same lines, and I stood at the back of the church right next to the track rack with a preacher. And he said, I would have never believed it. They all but emptied the track rack out afterward. He said, God help us to have been doing that every, every Sunday. So it's powerful. And uh, I'll just jump right to the next thought. It's precious. Yes, sir. So you can add those thoughts to your, what, what a presentation in Sunday school. I haven't even told you yet, but man, I, I'm glad Mary said, oh, I hope Brother Jesse preaches. I want to hear him preach. We can't remember if we ever heard you preach. But you sure made an impression today. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for preaching today. Okay, so what was the first point? Powerful. Powerful. What was the second point? Precious. Precious. Okay, you come on over here. You want to help me? Right there. Stand right there like that. You see, uh, the eye gate and the ear gate both attract attention, but you put both of them together, everybody's watching. Ain't nobody sleeping in church. Amen? Yeah. Okay, when we had the privilege of going to Russia, the second point was precious. We sent about 700 Bibles to Russia ahead of time. It was back in 1996. And so the, the, the Bibles were piled up in the foyer of the church. And anyway, this, this fellow... I'll use the symbol. Because the Bibles that we sent over was hardback, hardback Russian Bibles. And everybody would get their Bible if they came. And, and I don't know how many people was in it. We rented a theater in Moscow. And I tried to lead, are you listening, 80 people to the Lord after I preached. Never had things like that in America. And tried to lead 80 people through one interpreter. But we've done the best we could. But one fella... He was walking around like this, you know, afterwards. Waited for everybody to leave. And, uh, of course, people come up to me and was talking. And Anyway, he waited until the last person left. And he walked up to me. And he laid his Bible down. And you're going to be me, okay? Now, I, had, I don't remember what I was wearing, but I had something. But he walked up to me and grabbed me. And he says, now, this, bear in mind, you're me. And I'm the Russian. And, he, and I'm going to imitate what he did. He says, sir, thank you for coming to our country. I hear about God, but I didn't know about Jesus. And that Jesus came to save us, and he just went on and on. Thank you for coming. You can sit down. It's precious. Amen. The last I've seen that man, probably won't see him again until we get to heaven, he was walking around like that, just hugging the Bible. And once he, well, he opened it up. You say, how do you know English? I preached through an interpreter, but a lot of the younger ones, they learn English in the school. And he had learned English, and he spoke English quite fluently. And that's why he wanted to stop and tell me, thank you for coming to our country. Amen. It was the first time he heard about Jesus. First time he heard that he left the splendors of heaven, knowing his destiny, he came to die on the cross for our sins. He was so grateful that he got to hear about it. Are you listening? 
If we love the Word of God that much, we'd carry some portions of it. We'd be excited that we have the inerrant, infallible, inspired, preserved Word of God. We realize it's powerful. Realize it's precious. Most precious thing that I have is my Bible. Well, if I don't know where it's at, sometimes I get nervous. I left my Bible at church just not too long ago. If I had to make a trip back in, I had to know where my Bible was. Portions, key verses of the Bible on gospel tracts. We were, oh, I can't get done this morning. We were in a church in Indiana. And the lady came up to my wife. She says, your husband's talking to somebody else, but he needs to hear this. But she says, my friend and I went and knocked on this door, two ladies, and they knocked on this door, and a, a grumpy old man come through the door. And anyway, as we were standing there, we invited him to church and gave him the gospel tract, and he picked it up and tore it and threw it on the porch right where we're at. And she says, both of us just left with tears in our eyes. And she says, two weeks later, I just felt like maybe the Lord would have me go back and talk to him. Which I did, she says, I, and I went alone. She says, I was nervous as can be, but I went alone. And I knocked on his door, and the same man came to the door. And he reached out his hand and he says, I, I recognize you. You were here. He said, I want, you to, I want to say I'm sorry for the way I acted. But he says, I felt so ashamed of myself. He says, when you ladies left, he says, I went out and picked up all the pieces of that gospel track. I spread them out on the table and I scotch taped them together and I read and I found out that you gals were just concerned about my never dying soul. He says, I asked God to save me and now I, you come back and I can ask you to forgive me. Amen. The significance of the word of God. Yes, sir. Even if somebody's bumping up behind you in Walmart you don't have time to say anything. You can just lay a track down. I can't get done, preacher. We get to spend every January in Florida. We've done that for over 30 years. This past January, I, we stopped at that same Walmart. And this woman, I mean, she got so excited. She says, you're back, huh? I said, yeah, we're back preaching in the area. You gave me, and she started weeping, you gave me a track last year when we were here. And she says, I told you about my husband who they just diagnosed him with cancer. And I asked you to pray. And she says, I didn't think he was going to pray right there, but you stopped right there with people all around and prayed for my husband. And I want to let you know, she says, the cancer is in remission, and he's doing great. And I want to thank you for praying for me. I don't recognize her, but she recognized me. The power of the Word of God. Well, I've got to stop. I am anxious to see what's, what God's going to do the rest of today. Amen? Would you like, are you all ready to go home? Or you want to hear one more story? Well, I, I can look at some of the faces and they want one more. <laughs> How many of you have ever tried to lead a Jehovah's Witness to the Lord? You tried. How many have ever led a Jehovah's Witness to the Lord? Very, very seldom do any uh, raise their hand. But listen to what a gospel track done. I was a member of the Jehovah's Witness Church, but one day while walking downtown, I found this track laying at the mall, and I picked it up, and I read it, 
and I bought a Bible, believed in the Savior, repented of my sins, got baptized, and now I walk in the light. Amen. It's been years. I have friends that are Jehovah's Witnesses that have come to Jesus, but I would like to win a lot more. I was wondering if you still print the track that I found many years ago. And yes, we still printed the track, and yes, we sent it a whole bunch of them. But listen, the power of the Word of God, the significance of the Word of God, and we're done. Listen, if you're not saved this morning, you're not getting in on the blessings of God. The blessings of God is sharing with people what God has done for you. And if you're not saved, get saved today. It'd be a good day to get saved. Amen right there. And so, would it be all right, preacher, if Barry and I sing a song in closing? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for this church. Lord, I know so well that preacher has preached salvation here many times, and many folks have been saved. But Lord, I just do pray there's someone here. Maybe there's someone here that's not in the center of God's will, not, not involved in witnessing. Lord, there's still place for them at the altar. So I pray that you'd bless our time as we sing this last song. Where will you be a million years from now? See, one day, Lord Jesus, we're going to stand before you. And Lord, we all want to hear that well done. But Lord, if there's someone here that's not where they should be spiritually, maybe they need to be a member of the church. Maybe they aren't sure they're saved, whatever the reason. We extend the invitation as Mary and I sing. Lord, I just pray you meet with us special. In Jesus' name we pray. Can we stand with our heads bowed, our eyes closed? And the preacher's at the front. And we're almost finished with the service. But as we sing this song, the altar's open. Just one life to live on earth. And it's swiftly passing by from the moment of our birth. Till the time has come to die God has given us a choice To decide our destiny In a million years